0: you're listening to purposeful woman podcast i'm your host Yolanda postel and i'm here to encourage you to be bold step out on faith and be the amazing woman god has called you to be let's get into this episode here you are in this strange space a space that you are waiting. You're waiting for an answer. You're waiting for an answer from God. You've been praying, asking God to intervene, and you know that he's able to do it. You've seen some movement. You're not where you used to be. However, You're still waiting for the rest of what you've been praying for to come to pass. You are in that place that I call in between. And so you know that you serve a mighty God and there's nothing too hard for him. But you're waiting and waiting. And waiting. How are you waiting? Are you waiting patiently? Are you complaining? Are you looking at all the things that have gone wrong? It reminds me of the children of Israel. They were in Egypt, slaves to Pharaoh. And they wanted to be free. They cried out to God. And God raised up Moses to deliver them from the hand of Pharaoh. And so Moses goes before Pharaoh, does all these mighty miracles, signs, and wonders. And finally, Pharaoh has had enough when the angel of death came and passed over, and all of the firstborn of the Egyptians died. And so he told the children of Israel, get on out. (laughs) You got to go. And so Moses led the children of Israel out. They crossed the Red Sea and watched as God allowed Pharaoh, who was chasing after them, To be swallowed up. Pharaoh and his armies. So God did. Something that was beyond. What they could even imagine. He did the miraculous. For them. However. The story changes. In the book of Exodus. So when they crossed over. To the other side. They celebrated. They were happy. They were ecstatic. They had crossed over, they were free. They danced, they celebrated, they sang. And oh my goodness, they just were amazed at the miraculous power of God. But a few days later, they were in the wilderness, in a desert place, no water, waiting, wondering where they were going to go. Yes, God had promised to bring them to a land flowing with milk and honey. And God kept his promise and freed them out of slavery. However, they were still waiting for that place, the promised land. Now, God promised them that he would help them make it through the land of their enemies. The Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. And so, they they stayed, and so they were in the wilderness. But the wilderness, it didn't look like God's promise. The wilderness didn't look like God's plan. The wilderness didn't look convenient. The wilderness was not cushy. It was not comfortable. And what did they do? They began to complain. They began to think about when they were slaves. They thought about the food that they had. How they could eat to the full. And there they were in the wilderness with nothing. They began to think about all the comforts of Egypt and actually began to talk about how good Egypt was. Can you imagine? They began to talk about how good slavery was. They complained, they complained to poor Moses You know, sometimes when I read the book of Exodus, God truly did bless Moses. (laughs) Because if I was Moses, I would have said, God, I think I'm done. (laughs) But he endured. And they complain. They complain about not having water. They complain about not having enough food. They just complain, complain, complain. And God provided for them. He told Moses, speak to the rock. Moses spoke to the rock. They got water. And yet, all through the book of Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers, (laughs) they complain and murmur and complain and murmur and complain. And their complaints, they were addressing them to Moses the prophet that God had sent to them to help deliver them from the hand of the enemy. However, little did they know their complaints that they thought they were saying against Moses were complaints really against God. And as you continue to read the story of the children of Israel, as they attempt to make it into the promised land, they finally reach the place that they've been waiting for. But when they saw the inhabitants of the land, what did they do? They began to complain and they refused to enter. They said it would have been better for them if they would have died in Egypt. And so God got tired of hearing them complain. And he sentenced them to wander and die in the wilderness Now, I encourage you to go back and read the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Just when you have time, go back and read the story of the children of Israel. Because they frustrated God to the point where God was like, I am tired of you murmuring and complaining. You refuse to go in? Fine. You won't go in. The only people that are going to go in, Joshua and Caleb are going to go in because they had the faith to believe that they could take the enemy because I was backing them up. They had backing. And so my question to you is, how are you handling the place of in-between, the place that you're waiting for the complete promise because how you handle the place of in between determines how God will respond to you. You see, God had shown his mighty hand to the children of Israel. How has he shown his hand in your life? Has he protected you Has he kept your mind? Has he provided for you? Maybe you're not rich, but did you not lack anything during a certain period of your life where you were praying and believing God? Did he make a way for you? Did he take you out of danger? Did he provide you with the job that you prayed for? Did he bring the right people into your life? At the time that you needed it, how did He provide for you? Or should I say, is He providing for you during your time in this place of in between? Have you taken a few moments to even pay attention to all the things that God has done for you in the in between? It's so easy to look to the left and right and see everything that you don't have. And when you're focusing on everything that you don't have, you can't even see what you do have. You can't see the blessings that are in your hand right now because you're focusing on what you don't have. Are you looking at other people Are you looking at how their lives are going and how their lives appear to be? Because let me tell you, people show you what they want you to see. They may be smiling in your face and going home crying and breaking down in tears. They may be smiling when you see them on the job, but when they go home, they're secretly being abused. They may look like the picture of perfection, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. All you can see is what they're presenting to you. Their looks, their house, their car, their job, all of the things that the world says mean status and success and quote-unquote blessed. But how many of you know the devil can bless a person too? (laughs) You ever seen some evil people that seem to have everything? Well, that should let you know the devil can bless people too. Just because a person has things does not mean that it was given to them by God. So take a moment. Reflect. And write down. Everything that you can think of that God has done for you. And when you get in your prayer time, begin to thank God. Thank him for breath. Thank him for life. Thank him for strength. Thank him that you are in your right mind. Thank you that you have a device that you can even listen to podcast or that You can make phone calls, that you have a phone, (laughs) that you have a laptop. I mean, all these things, sure, they're little to you, but somebody doesn't have them. Somebody needs them. What are the things that he has done for you? Did he take you from a bad relationship? Did he take you out of a bad financial situation? What has he done for you? Were you alone and crying and just wanting to know God and know who he is and he answered you and revealed himself to you and now you know who God is what are the blessings in the place of in between were you a person that suffered from addiction and now you are free. No, your life isn't an easy walk right now, but yet you're not in that place that you were before. That is something to be grateful for. It's a place of in between. You're still waiting for some things to come to pass, but yet you are no longer suffering with addiction. And so I say take a moment to look at the blessings in front of you because as you do that, you begin to have a list when you write down all the things God has done for you. Go back as far as you can think, even to when you were a child, and you will begin to see how the hand of God was with you Even when you didn't think he was, even when you felt alone, even when you were in your darkest place, you will still see that God was there with you. And even though you felt alone, you were not alone. I know there were times where I would just be crying out to God and I felt like nobody was there. Sure, I have people around me, but have you ever been through something where you could be surrounded by people, but it's it's really just you and God? And sometimes you feel like, God, where are you? But he is still there waiting for you and seeing how you're going to handle it. Because sometimes, sometimes it's really... A matter of testing as well. In Exodus chapter 16, verse 4, it says Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my way or not. See, they were hungry. And so God said, I'm going to give them manna from heaven. It's this little sweet, morsely bread things (laughs) that almost look like a snowflake that fell down from heaven, had a sweet taste. And God gave that to the people to sustain them during their time in the wilderness. Now the instructions were, okay, you can gather the manna For the first six days of the week, go ahead, gather what you need. Now on the sixth day, I need you to gather double. Why did he tell them to gather double? Because the seventh day is the Sabbath, the day that he wanted them to rest. And he did not want them to do any work at all. Because if you go back and read Genesis, the first few chapters of Genesis, you will see God created the heaven and the earth. First six days, the seventh day God rested. So he wanted them to rest as well. And so what did the people do? They listened to what Moses had to say and they gathered the manna. But on that seventh day, wouldn't you know what? There were some people out there still trying to gather the manna. God did not send any manna on that seventh day because he told them to collect double on the sixth. They didn't listen. (laughs) They did not listen. They failed the test. What is God instructing you to do in the place of in-between? Are you being obedient to his instructions or are you doing things your own way? Are you trying to Take shortcuts, or maybe just ignoring him altogether. Are you passing the test? Because we all know what happens when you fail a test. You have to take it again, and sometimes again, and again, and again. I don't know about you, but I don't like tests. I don't want to retake a test over and over again, especially if it's a lesson that God is trying to teach me. I'd rather go through it once. Have you ever seen somebody who you just see them repeating the same cycle over and over and over and over again for years? And you can clearly see the problem, but it's like they're oblivious. They just keep keep going and, and they know the thing to do, but they don't want to do it. So you keep watching them repeat the cycle. Let let that not be us, okay? Any purposeful woman listeners, if God is telling you to do something, hey, just do it. Just do it. Like Nike said, just do it, right? Because that is only bringing more headache and more heartache to your door if you are disobedient. And sometimes what God may ask us to do, we may not understand and we may not know everything, but we trust him, right? We trust that he knows what's best for us. There are A lot of things in this world, we don't know how they work, but we trust that they work. You pick up your cell phone and you hit a button and you're playing the podcast. You trust that it works. You put in a few numbers and you're speaking to someone on the other side of the continent or the world. You trust that your phone works. How do you have more trust in your phone than God? I mean, we think about everything in your life that you blindly trust every day, even when it comes to picking up the remote control for your TV and you hit that button and you just trust, you just know that your TV's going to come on. You trust, you have faith and believe that you hit that button, that TV's going to come on. But yet we don't trust the true and living God that he's going to do what he says he would do. He is the one that said that nothing's impossible. So are you ready to pass the test in the place of in between? Or are you being retested right now? Is it your retest time? Make up your mind that you are going to pass the test. If you have been complaining about what is going on about everything that's not going right about your husband about your kids about your job about everything under the sun but yet you're praying to god to change it guess what you're you're talking against your own prayers by complaining you're saying you don't have faith to believe that god will do it and yet you're praying that's that's double-mindedness so Just be mindful. That thought of complaint begins to drop in your mind. Say, no, I'm not going to complain, but I'm going to thank God for what is going right. And I promise you, when you start thanking God for everything that's going right, that complaint is going to leave your lips. And sometimes it's a matter of training yourself to do it because I I remember back in the day before I was saved, I would stub my toe Ooh, the curse words that would flow out of my mouth. Okay. It was not, it was not cute. <laughs> and then I, you know, got saved and stubbed my toe. I was still cursing up a storm when I, when I stubbed my toe. And then I finally, you know, I was newly saved, but I said, you know, God, this is, this is not right. Help me take these curse words out of my mouth And you know, he did it because I used to curse like a sailor, used to hang out with sailors, used to curse like a sailor. And so God cleaned up my mouth. If he could clean up my mouth from that cursing that I used to do, he can clean up your mouth from murmuring and complaining. It's really just a matter of asking God to help you to put a muzzle on your on your tongue or over your mouth every time you want to complain. And to help you maintain an attitude of gratitude and thankfulness. And He will do it. He will do it. Because we must know and understand that everything God does is good and perfect. And like I said, we don't understand everything He's doing. But we know that everything he does works for our good. There were things I wanted in my life, things I wanted in my past. I could not understand why God didn't allow it, why he didn't do it for me. Even though I prayed for it, I was upset and sometimes downright angry. And as years passed by and I began to look back at that situation that I thought I wanted, Oh, let me tell you, I was so grateful that he didn't give it to me. So thankful. Because I look at how crazy my life would have been had he given it to me. And so sometimes God doesn't do things our way because he knows what the end result is going to be. So in that place of in between, trust God that he is going to lead you to the outcome that you need. And it may not necessarily be the outcome that you want, but it's going to be the outcome that is best for you. So, as I bring this podcast to a close, just remember to maintain an attitude of gratitude in the place of in between. It's temporary. It's not meant to be forever. Now you can extend your time in that place of in-between by complaining all the time. But you can also get out of that place of in-between by being thankful to God for what he has done. And what he will do and what he is doing. Because even though you're in that strange situation, Space, it doesn't mean that God isn't working. You may not see everything he's doing all the time, but it it doesn't mean that he's not moving on your behalf. Just know that he hears you when you pray and that the prayers that you're praying, they are not in vain. It's not for nothing. He knows what you need and he's going to give you what you need at the right time. And as I end this, I would like to give you two scriptures. And the first one is 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, We know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. So remember, we are asking for things that are in God's will. And it could be, Father God, this is what I desire. But if it is not your will, Father God, amen. I will say amen because I don't want anything that's not in your will. But if you ask according to his will, he'll answer. He'll give you the petitions that you ask. And the last scripture I want to say is, um, it's 3 John, verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You see, God wants you to prosper. And when I say prosper, I don't mean money and being rich. I mean, he wants you to prosper and be whole in every area of your life in your relationships in your finances in your health and in, in everything so don't sell yourself short it's not just a money thing it's about the whole being that you are he wants you to be healthy he wants you to be whole he wants you to be in fellowship with him and Today, just ask God to lead and guide you in the direction that he wants you to go. And he will do it. So that's all I have for you today. But thank you for taking time out to listen to my podcast. Um, Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you have not done so already. And have a great week. Well, that concludes this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share. If you haven't downloaded Four Steps to Align Your Life with Your Purpose, check the link in the show notes. You can also follow me on YouTube. And remember, as you go through your week, be bold, be empowered, break through fear, walk in faith and allow God to lead and guide you.